Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hello, podcast listeners. How are you guys doing today? My God. So I recorded this podcast episode all in full fresh when I got the idea after a client call because I knew the idea was so unique and and relevant and I kind of wish I could have recorded the client call for you guys to listen to but obviously I can't do that anyway I recorded this episode during the best time but when I went to go edit the episode today uh the audio was ruined I don't know what happened to my mic the other one was fine so I have to re-record this podcast episode and you know what I could choose to think oh it's not going to be as good blah, blah, blah. But maybe fate just had it in mind that I needed to record it when the concept had had time to bake in my head. So whatever episode you're getting today, you're getting it. And then also it's just been unhelpful. It's been a really bad week. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not going to tell you why because it's personal, all those things, but it's just been a hard week. And I feel like life is just hitting me in the face right now. However, even though that's happening, one, it's kind of healing just to speak to you guys and, and do something and whenever you're having really hard days or hard weeks, months, I think it's important to get yourself busy, especially if that thing is completely out of your control and there's nothing more you can do, you don't know what to do, then having something to keep your mind occupied. Don't unhealthily distract yourself, obviously, like if there's things you need to do about it, do them, but and feel your feelings, but also having a healthy distraction can help. So I'm so grateful that I have you guys to talk to on the podcast today and teach you something that's hopefully going to change your lives. But then also I'm trying to keep in mind that even though I feel awful right now, personally, all those things, which I'm not saying this so that you can be concerned or reach out to me or, or think, why am I taking advice from this person? I'm just trying to be transparent, but I'm trying to think, even though it's bad right now, it's transient. Nothing lasts forever, and at some point, things will be better again. I don't know what they'll look like. I don't know what it's going to be, but I know that always when we're in the thick of whatever you're in, whatever challenge in life you're in, you think it's going to be the worst, and it's going to feel like that forever, and nothing's ever going to get better, nothing's ever going to be the same, but I find times of hardship, times where, again, life's just hitting you in the face, usually are quite transformative times and you'll learn something from it and you'll grow from it. And hopefully that time will come to an end and rainbows will shine again. All right. That's my personal ranty note. I'm fine though. Seriously. Like sometimes I'll get messages if I say something personal or whatever. I am okay. It's just, just a hard week. But anyways, I want to talk to you guys about how to trust your intuition versus your compulsion. And I think the best way to trust your intuition versus your compulsion is to clearly define what one is and what one isn't. And this this idea came to me during a client call where the client was, I wish you had the original recording, the client was basically discussing how she follows compulsion. And she mentioned briefly that compulsion, when she's compulsively eating, overeating, whatever, she doesn't binge and purge anymore, which is great, but she's still struggling to overeat sometimes through compulsion. And she said, whenever I follow through with it, it doesn't feel good. But when I follow through with my intuition, it feels good. It feels like I did the right thing. And something about that sparked interest to me. And so I had her 
here start defining, well, wait, what do you mean? How do you know it's intuition versus compulsion? And we made this list of what that means to her. And by clearly defining intuition versus compulsion, my hope is, and that I've seen this for other clients and myself as well, is that you'll be able to more directly see it when it comes up and it's not, you're not just blind to it and blindly following it and then learn how to trust intuition more than compulsion. And so today on today's podcast, I want to teach you what I think compulsion versus intuition is, how to kind of define it for yourself. And then this week, I would really hope that you go through and be observant to both voices and see if you can't try your best to listen for the intuition, which sometimes sounds more subtle, but is more valuable to listen to. All right. So the first things first what is intuition versus compulsion? So intuition to me is usually much quieter, but calmer and more important than compulsion. Compulsion sounds very loud. My client described it as this low frequency humming or buzzing going on all the time for her. And she said there's not really much nuance to the compulsion voices. It's just eat it, eat it, eat it, do it, do it, do it, do it. It's just repetitive, one syllable words encouraging her to do this action and if she doesn't do this action she's gonna die or it's gonna be an issue and she has to do it now compulsion also also usually feels urgent it feels like it it is necessary and it's so much more important than anything else you need to do right now and it has to happen immediately that's what compulsion kind of sounds like and there's the only thing that it does when you follow through the compulsion is it usually just gives you relief to the low frequency buzzing and urgency and repetitive thoughts temporarily. It doesn't even long-term relieve it because if you're giving into that compulsion, you're building that habit over and over and over again to trust that urge and then the habit is sealed. So that's kind of a compulsion. Uh, it's urgent. It's loud. It's repetitive. There's lack of nuance. There's no raw room or there's no room for negotiating and argumenting, argu- argumenting over it. Oh my goodness, debating it is what I'm trying to say. Now, intuition. Intuition does not nearly sound as loud, which is unfortunate because compulsion is kind of disguised. It's disguised as, I'm so big and important, I'm going to scream really loudly so you can listen to me and listen to me only and think that it's an emergency when it's not. Intuition, I think, is more subtle, and a lot of us are so used to listening to compulsion that we don't, we often miss intuition because it's so faint sometimes compared to other things. But usually intuition is calmer. Usually it's not an urgent matter. It's just kind of a knowing or a maybe a desire that you can hold space for that doesn't have to be done immediately, but you know it's probably what something you want to follow. Intuition seems like it's something that you can have a conversation with. There's room for debate. It's usually a conversation centered around what's best for you. What do you, intuition might sound like, what do you want? What sounds good today? How are we feeling? Oh, you know, I think that watermelon looks good. Maybe you should try some of that. It just sounds very much more like a rational, calm, chill person. Maybe not always, but I think for the most part, sometimes intuition's like, we need to get out of this room right now. Otherwise we're going to get murdered and you should listen to that voice too. But anyway, So intuition, there's much more nuance. It seems much less urgent, but it seems important. And usually my client said, when I fulfill my intuition, it feels good. It hits the spot. It feels like it's nourishing me. And the reason that's important too is because when I was talking with her, it's not that I never want her to overeat or think that it's practical for no one to ever eat out of hunger and satiety. It's okay to overeat sometimes. It's okay to joy eat. But 
You want to be doing it when it's right for you. And eating out of compulsion usually feels like it's just this thing out of your control. I want you to eat when you want to eat because it feels good to you. Because it feels like it's hitting the spot. Because you're actually craving it. Because you're tasting it. And you want to have an experience. Not because you have to. Not because it's just this compulsion, dopamine, addiction thing that's gone on. So that was an important thing for her too. Is that intuition, even if it's for a craving, usually feels like it's hit the spot. So... What I told this client and what I'm going to tell you is not that you, um, maybe for you, if these things resonate, pause the podcast here and actually do a journaling exercise on how, what are my cues that tells me it's compulsion? What are my cues that tells me it's intuition? And write down kind of the feelings you experience, the thoughts that accompany it, and the results that you usually get, and any other cues that you can remember that help you understand which is which, because it's important for the next steps. After you've clearly defined this for yourself and, and pause it and actually do the exercise, you might be surprised at what you find. It's when you write things down, you learn more than just having it all up in your head. The next thing you might want to do then afterwards is go throughout your day, cons- be more observant to your thoughts. Does this feel like compulsion? Does this feel like intuition? And then see if some of your hypotheses were true and some of them were not. Um, But the important part about this is just having simple awareness sometimes alone of what's compulsion, what's intuition can help you steer clear of it. It's like becoming an adult and learning social cues that become automatic, right? There's certain things that you know, what am I trying to say? What's a good example? Like you don't, no one has to explain to you when you get an email from some prince in Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe saying that you should give them a million dollars because they need help with their family and that they'll pay you back tons of money. Everyone knows it's a scam. You don't have to you don't have to think about it anymore. But at one point, you know, if you're five, getting on the internet for the first time, you might believe that, but someone has to teach you. But now that you have an awareness, there's no temptation there. There's no question. You just don't answer those phishing emails. It's the same with your compulsion and intuition. So this can help it. But if your compulsion has become super automatic and you're just used to following through with it and you don't even see it anymore, then it'd be really good to observe and maybe go throughout the day, kind of conscious of it and thinking, okay, are we trusting it right now? Maybe using pausing tactics. A good tactic I use for people sometimes is just journaling in the morning about how they want to be with food and then trying to pause when they notice that compulsion, even if they follow through with it. And lo and behold, these things kind of get you into a new habit of not immediately following through the compulsion and questioning your decision in that moment. You basically want to have some way of some sort of protocol for when you notice the compulsion coming up and follow through with it in the moment. And the best protocol I usually recommend is just doing a simple two-minute pause where you sit and consider what you want to do next before moving forward and actually full-on pause, stop what you're doing, put the food down, put the whatever it is you're doing down, stop the car, any of those things, and think about it for a second and calm down and breathe a little bit before continuing on with the compulsion or the intuition. And you might make a mistake. You might accidentally follow through the compulsion. If you follow through the compulsion, but then you only remember later that, oh, damn it, that was compulsion. I was supposed to do something else. It's okay. Just pause then and consider why you didn't recognize it, what you missed ahead of time. Do you just need reminders up or something like that, that you need to stop following through the compulsion and you need to do something else instead? Or did you remember and you just didn't want to, what were the thoughts, what were the cues that led you to that decision? The more and more data you can gather here, the easier it will be to stop next time. 
And this is relevant. I was talking to another client this morning about scheduling. Something she's been working on a lot, along with the binging and purging, is just having more time management. And they were they really seemed like separate issues, the binging and purging and the time management. But the reason we worked on time management together was because she was so stressed out from constantly having to do things last minute and procrastinating that it seemed like it was contributing to her bulimia. So having her time more organized actually helped reduce stress and reduce urges. However, today I made a connection for her that she didn't see, but it's important and relevant here. And hopefully if you guys can understand this for your time management, you can understand this for intuition versus compulsion. Time management is just urge management. So what I've been doing with this client is having her, you know, make daily schedules. And then what she has to do after making that daily schedule is she has to sit down and prioritize what she needs to do each day. But then after you make a schedule, you have to then go into your day constantly referring back to that schedule instead of trusting the fire drill distractions that come up because throughout our day we for those of us that make schedules it's not like when you make a schedule then it just gets done automatically when you make a schedule you have a million and one urges not to follow that schedule certain emails come in your kids maybe are sick something happens there's an emergency whatever or just you rather play video games or do something or go not you rather just not follow your schedule but you're the one that has to keep your track yourself on track and refer back to your schedule and have reasons to go back to that schedule and constantly be managing urges around it. And so I told her she, she's getting better at scheduling. It's like you being able to manage your time and not listen to that fire drill compulsion to do whatever distraction comes up in your head is the exact same thing as not necessarily going with the compulsion thoughts or the urge thoughts. It's the same thing. So this can be helpful for you if you manage anything in your life. Like we all have something like that. Maybe it's not time management, but there's probably something in your life where you are constantly following this guide that you know, and you might have urges to do something otherwise, but you follow through with the urge, you follow through with the plan because you know that's ultimately what's important because you're trusting and knowing that it's from the best place. It's from your intuition. It's from knowing that this is a better decision to make trusting compulsion versus intuition you got to think of it like your intuition is your schedule it's your journal it's your guide that you're constantly referring back to that you want to trust throughout the day sometimes it can be even helpful if you want to write out everything you think your intuition wants you to do so that you can better identify it as it comes up throughout the day not just you know the signs but really what would your intuition say in this moment what would they have you do in this moment what would they want you to do that could be helpful too and treat it like your schedule like go to the book of intuition anyway i thought all these things were interesting if you are having trouble trusting your intuition versus your compulsion you need to clearly define your intuition versus your compulsion and then you need to practice noticing it in the moment and taking time to pause before the compulsion before you take action on the compulsion and if you're not recognizing the compulsion in the moment till it's too late pause when you remember but also try to put up reminders in the beginning to help you remember and develop a protocol so that it be well, so that you can practice it until it becomes automatic. There's no shame in putting sticky notes up. There's no shame in journaling daily about it until it becomes habitual. You have to put in a little bit more effort to make something become automatic at, at first. It's just, it's just not automatic at first, right? So you have to be the one that puts in the effort. But sooner or later, it'll just become second nature to listen to your intuition versus your compulsion. Just like those of you guys that are good with time management, you also do the same thing with your time. And this helped the client see how she was capable of 
dealing with binge urges because she does the same thing with her time. And for those of you guys that aren't good with time management, I'm sure there's something that you're good at. That's just the main example that comes to my mind, but there's lots of different urges you manage throughout the day. And if you can figure out how you manage those urges, you can figure out how you manage binge urges. And also one caveat to that, that someone said one time that interests me, she said, well, binge urges are, are something that you can't not fulfill eventually keep on coming and coming and coming not fulfilling certain urges like to go to work or something like that that's something you have to but in binge urge you eventually have to give give into unless you're as long as you're taking care of your basic needs a binge urge or an urge to purge or self-harm or whatever it's not something you ever have to give into it's not a need per se a need is making sure you have enough food you have enough water you have sleep right those are basic human needs but i think we sometimes misinterpret compulsion and binge urges as needs that eventually need to be fulfilled if you don't fulfill the need eventually the need to do that will dissolve on its own and then you no longer have to fulfill that urge anymore so be careful with your mind and trapping you that this is the only way to cope or this is the only thing you need it's not all right i'm gonna let you guys go next week i'll be on the pause retreat, which is crazy. There are still a few pieces, spaces available if you do want to come to the pause retreat. It will be a last minute trip at this point, but we do have some spaces available and I wanna be honest about that. But I'm all registered to go and my, my clients are coming, so it's gonna be super exciting. That's gonna be Mexico, August 3rd through the 7th. So next time you listen to me, I'll be off doing wild things with clients on the retreat, working through urges, eating group meals together, exploring the beautiful city of San Pancho in Mexico and having a good time and probably transforming all of our lives. I was talking to one client and we're gonna be doing journaling together, just kind of sitting down and writing, it's quiet writing time. I'm just, I'm so excited for it. Anyways, I hope you guys are doing well. Never give up on yourself, my friends. Bye.